My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network watching ECW, WCW and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you and we are the WNR. 32 women from 13 different countries with unique styles and journeys all with one common goal to become the winner of the first ever May Young Classic. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And it is the WNR 1-T1, episode 121, and it is the second round of the May Young Classic. We are here to bring you all of the 16 women having eight matches to become the, the first winner of the May Young Classic. Classic. So, Dan, it's time for more ass-kicking and history-making. The next stage of May Young Classic is on the way. But let's not forget why this is called the May Young Classic. There will never be another May Young. She was a pioneer in every respect, kicking down doors everywhere she went, proving that girls can do everything boys can do, only better. Her career spanned an unprecedented eight decades. She was a trailblazer, a champion, and proud to have been a professional wrestler. She'll tear a hole in you. The one you can't repair. Oh, how do you take down? But I still love her, I don't really care. Sure, I got money. Phil, you wait no, do you sit, sit down, sit down. You, you get five cards. The first thing you know, you'll want to cuddle.
Now, we celebrate the life of the legendary Mae Young. Mae, your legacy will live forever. So how many wrestlers you got in the tournament, James? Oh, if you want to start on that straight away, I mean, we're around and all the talk before it. Yes, in the first round that we had, part one and part two are now available to dub in our podcast. I did lose two of my three picks. I lost Tessa Blanchard in a great match against Kari Sane, and I lost Zia Lee. But I have still got Shania Basler, who I am adamant was my number one pick and is still going to be... You know what I mean? Look at well, her. She may be your, your number one pick, but she's your own. My only one. But how many have you got left, then, Dan? I've got two left. Uh, Vanessa Bourne was knocked out by Serena Deeb, uh, who is the shaven-headed Serena from the Straight Edge Society. Didn't realise that. Um, I've still got Princesca Sergei and I've still got Candice LeRae. Yeah, and as we start the show from Full Sail University, Orlando, Florida, we see the last 16 women for the May Young Classic next to the trophy as we begin. But yeah, we should say as well, we do predictions. We have three prediction tables that we do pay for you predictions, NXT predictions, and of course the bonus points. And this is what it's all about now. May Young Classic is all about bonus points. But points don't start happening for us, even though Dan's got two through, until the quarterfinals. So that means whoever gets through to the quarterfinals gets a point. And that's then the next round. That's the next round. So a point for whoever gets through the next round. And then a point for the semi-final, a point for the final. And if you win, another two points. But as well as that, we have got the point. If either of us face each other and beat the other one, we get a point as well. So as we head forward towards the second round, it is going to be exciting. James, uh, well, after an entertaining first round, the field has been halved. 16 competitors remain in the hunt to become the winner of the inaugural event. The charismatic and enigmatic Kari Sane is still in the mix, as is the former UFC fighter Shania Baszler. You're damn right. Come on then. Oh, what? You just fucking missed out mine. Not only to mention the amazing Princesca Sergei and Candice LeRae, who are obviously going to go on to win the thing. And thanks to a win over Marty Bell, Rachel Evers is among those wrestlers who are a three count away from making it to the quarterfinals. Well, more fillers and upsets are on the way. More stand-up performances from little-known wrestlers looking to make name for themselves are coming too. The May Young Classic will only get better from this point. As we've seen with the Cruiserweight Classic and United Kingdom Championship tournament, the second round often trumps the first. So we've got the round 16 matches that we're going to see here tonight. We've got Abby Leif versus Rachel Evers. We have uh, Princesca Sergei, my pick, going against Mercedes Martinez. Uh, we've also got Nicole Savoy, go pick, my other one of two remaining in the competition. All right, all right. Candice LeRae. Yeah, we've got Mia Yim versus my pick, Shania Basler. Your only pick. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Sane versus Bianca Belair. We've got Dakota Guy going against Rhea Ripley. Uh, Serena Deeb going against... Uh, Larger than life, Piper Niven. And of course, Lacey Evans versus Tony Storm. And uh, we're going to highlight a couple of must-see matches here. And in a David versus Goliath battle, the feisty Dakota will take on a hard-hitting Rhea Ripley. Uh, Kai entered the tournament as one of the more experienced competitors, and it showed. She did well to make the green Kavita Devi look strong in the opening round. 
This time she'll have a more skilled foe on the opposite side of the ring. Yeah, Ripley was impressive in a slugfest with Miranda Salinas, and she has a presence to be one of the event's biggest stars. But as I said, I want to, I want to have more competition. I think she will offer it here. This Shania Basler is perhaps the second round's most intriguing matchup. It's a clash between a veteran of the independent scene and a woman in the midst of making her transformation from MMA to pro wrestling. Yeah. Basler is a promising prospect, a skilled grappler with knock-you-off-your-feet power. Yeah, I think she's true, and she's lined up to face an experienced opponent who's likely to draw the best from her. And uh, Yim's meeting with Sarah Logan was one of the standout matches of the first round, wasn't it? Can Yim continue her momentum against Basler? Will the former Impact Wrestling talent advance, or will WWE decide to showcase the rising Basler instead? Well, I fucking hope they go for Basler in that one. Those questions make this a contest that are worth waiting for. Papa Niven wasn't one of the wrestlers most fans buzzed about heading into the event, but that is set to change. Got herself noticed with a strong showing against Santana Garrett. Niven employs an old school style reminiscent of what one would see on the United Kingdom's world of sport. She's unique and has big time power. Well, with a match against the well-travelled Serena Deeb ahead of her, she's bound to make sure she's pivotal part of the May Young Classic conversation. And the quality of matches will improve overall. Many of the most unpolished prospects didn't make it this far. Despite being perhaps the two most complete wrestlers in the tourney, Tony Storm and Sane won't light the world on fire in the second round. Their next opponents aren't great. No, Sane will face former track star Bianca Belair. And Storm is set to clash with Lacey Evans. Both Belair and Evans are NXT prospects who have been a solid but not spectacular. Well, Sane and Storm will have to hope they advance to produce something more memorable. Even so, it will be fun to see those two doing what they do the best. The elbow-dropping pirate and the top-hat-wearing bruiser have personality to spare. Yeah, we've got the matches now. We've got the tailor tape of each of the women that we didn't have last week's show. But as we uh, get this thing started, we see Cassius Ono in the crowd. And he's, of course, cheering on Rachel Evers, who's just come out here now. So, yeah, Abby Leif versus Rachel Evers is our first match of this podcast. Of course, part two... We'll be coming to you to have all the quarterfinal matches on the May Young Classic. And then Wednesday, we will bring in you the semifinals and final a day after it's happened live on the WWE Network. So, Abby Life, Rachel Evans, which one do you want to go for on this one? Abby Life. Okay. She beat Jazzy Gaber. Yeah, Abby Life's really impressive in the last round, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, like I said, beat Jazzy Gaber. Who did Rachel Evans? Marty Bell. Yeah, Rachel Evans in the last round to get here. Uh, yeah, so Abby Life, tell her tape, Dan. Go on. She was born... 27th of June 1990 she's 27 years old she's from Seattle Washington US she was trained by Combat Zone Wrestling Academy and Drew Gulak who we know from 205 Live she's 5 foot 4 inches and she's 126 pound what yep. about Paul Ellering's daughter yeah well Rachel Evers was born on December 28th 1992 which makes her 24 years old residence in Orlando Florida and of course Paul Ellering is her father uh, she's gone by Rachel Evers, Rachel Ellering, Rachel Fazio. I think Evers is a little bit different because, of course, you've got Ellering with the authors of pain. You don't want to get too confused there. She's five foot six, weighing 142 pounds. Uh, she's from St. Paul, Minnesota. She was Minnesota, sorry. She was trained by Lance Storm and her Can debut. Can I have a moment, please? And her debut, Dan. When was your debut of your one? Debuted in 2011. Mine debuted 21st of November, 2015. So we're going to get this match underway and straight away both girls going for it in the early going. Leif backing Evers up into the corner. 
running the second row and a lovely little uh, hip toss over goes to the outside. Life's blonde one, isn't she? Yeah. And here comes Abby Life now diving to the outside for the middle rope. Oh, oh that was a slight little botch there, but she done really well. I mean, she, as we said before, she added a very impressive win over Jazzy Gaber. Quite a good match. Rachel Evers, Marty Bell wasn't as good in my opinion. I think oh. that was probably the worst match of the first round. Evers just kicked out of that. Oh. Life, like, that's why I call it suicide dive. Because you go outside, you can land anyway. Throws Evers in, tries to get a pin, like I say. Shoulder up by Rachel Evers. Uh, yeah, Evers and Bell. Let me see. Oh, wait a minute. And there's a diamond cut. Because I know you don't like me calling it an RKO. Evers hits it on Life. Running sent on. Two. Oh, oh. my God. God, there's not but enough room. Life to... managed to kick out. Ah, there's not enough room to talk at the moment. Evers trying to put Life away very early. Both women started this very, very quickly. Yeah, three and a half. Best of the first show I put for her and Rachel Evers. Oh, a lovely spinning leg drop off the second rope goes for another cover, but Life managing to kick out. Ah, now you're right about Evers. Yeah, one out of five. Worst match for me. Uh, so she's got a lot to do. And I think she's done more in the early goal of this match than she did in the entire first, in the entire first round. And I think this is the difference now, what we're going to see. You know, each uh, every woman's going to turn opportunity for the quarterfinal place as Evers missed Abby Leif there. Oh, Leif going for a back suplex, but Evers held onto the ropes and then met Evers with a big kick to the face. Oh, bicycle kick, but Leif gets up, responds. Oh, oh. a double bicycle <laughs> kick. We know how much James loves people doing moves on each other, like the same <laughs> move on each other. And both women are knocked out on the mat. Who's going to get up first? Well, uh, exactly. But this is what we, in the May Young Classic, brings the fans to their feet in this one, like a double bicycle kick. And Leif showing so much toughness into this. Well, the diamond cut followed by the running centre, and she managed to kick out of that. Oh, but Evers, though, to her credit, part of the NXT roster, wants to show her toughness, wants to impress her dad. Think of the lineage that he's had managing the Road Warriors over the years. Both women slowly getting to the feet now and trading right hands. And Lace definitely got the fans behind her. She wins the forearm contest. Oh, follows <laughs> up with three lovely kicks there. You know, ending with a spinning heel kick to the face. Leif's going up top. No, she's banging that top turnbuckle, trying to get the crowd into it. They're behind her as she goes to... Oh, making her way to the top rope. But Evers stops her on the way up. It's got planned here. Oh, my God! Power slam off the top! She turn that round to... <laughs> oh! But Leif managing to kick out. Oh, I don't believe it! She has got some certain toughness. Oh, my God! Great power there by Evers off the top with a power slam. You don't see that every day in life. Serious trouble now. But she's getting to her feet and Evers seems to be enjoying this. Look how much the fans are loving it. Feet in the front row. What's Evers got planned here? Oh. oh. Gets caught with a power bomb. Rolls up one, two, three. Oh. And just like that, Abby Leif goes through. My God, Evers looked to be on top. Evers looked to be on top of that one. And all of a sudden, that one reversed with a powerbomb, sitting down on Rachel Evers, gets the pin. But Leif again, second match, second time she's been beating the crap out of. Oh, well, what an incredible match. Well, incredible set of moves there. We've seen the replay. Evers with a power slam. Thought she had it. Maybe overconfidence played a slight factor in that. But Leif, though, the toughness, as we see the end. I mean... 
the end probably wasn't the best after what we saw during a match, but still, I accept that. Uh, not bad in my books. Rachel Evers' toughness, uh, so coming out yet again. So, the fir- and look at this, sign of respect at the end as well. Big ha- handshake yeah. and a cuddle. Handshake and, uh, yeah, just a sign of respect. Leif saying, yeah, Evers, you did very well here. Evers will go back to NXT, but fair play. She got through to the second round, but unfortunately only one woman can make it through to the quarterfinals in this one, and it was Abby Leif. So, Leif books her place into the quarterfinals of the May Young Classic, and what a way to start the second round of the May Young. I mean, if the second round's going to be like that, then, I mean, deal me in because I'm in for it. And it looks like up next, we're going to have one of our favourites as well, Piper Niven, going against Serena Deeb. As we see Lita and JR on commentary as well. They didn't do too bad a job on the uh, first episode. I don't think the first... Well, I'm blind to you. The first four episodes that they've done. You know, Lita has got maybe... Needs to be more confident in it. And like I say, JR's well past his prime, but still not too bad. But we do move on to the next match. Uh, so other things, the only problems with tournaments like this is half the competitors get eliminated in every round, which means favourites go home early. The crowd was split between Evers and Leif, and the fans showed their appreciation with drooling chants before the two ever made contact. Yes, Evers is a former powerlifter, so she tried to control the match with strength. Leif used her agility and willingness to take a risk to keep herself in the fight. This was a smart pick to kick off the second round. So the second match from round two featured Deeb taking on Scottish grappler Piper Niven. These two competitors are different in every way, which made for an interesting matchup. Indeed, yes. and uh, Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Well, Deeb is trying to prove she is worth a second chance, while Niven is one of the youngest competitors in the tournament, looking to establish herself in the business. Their size difference also means they use different styles, and despite her experience advantage, Deeb came off as the underdog against Niven's overwhelming strength. Well, this is the thing. I mean, Deeb has been in WWE before, like 2010 with the Straight Edge Society. Niven, she's done well to sport, but this is the biggest stage possible for her. And we'll run through the tailor tape. Which one? Uh, I'll go Piper Niven, Dan, so you go Serena Deeb. Yeah, I'm going to go for the one that knocked out my chick. She was born 29th of June, 1986. She's 31. She's still younger than me. Fuck. She's from uh, Fairfax, Virginia, Seattle, Washington. She's five foot four. She's a hundred and thirty pound. She was trained. Fucking hell! She's been trained by Al Snow, Rip Rogers, the Nightmare Danny Davis, Davis, Robert Gibson, Greg Gagne, Gagne, uh, Doctor Death, Steve Williams, Lance Storm, Les Thatcher, Tom Pritchard, and Terry Taylor. And she made her debut. In 2005. Well, you've got to remember, in, in OVW, the amount of uh, trainers that were there helping out over time, like, say, Al Snow, Danny Davis, Les Storm, Terry Taylor, all down in developmental. A bit like uh, in NXT now, the Performance Centre, where you've got, um, it's like, you know, Sarah Del Rey as a coach and people like that down there. But anyway, Piper Niven, like we said, the former Viper, or Big Van Viper, as she likes to be known, height, five. Weight, 209 So she pounds. can nearly get in the 205 Live. She can nearly get into 205. She looks like the size of two cruiserweights. Slight over. 209 pounds. Um, she was born May 13th, 1991, making her only 26 years old from Air Scotland. Seems all the best people come from Air Scotland, doesn't it? It's weird. Drew McIntyre as well. 
Drew McIntyre, a trip last, you all know him, Damien O'Connor from Source Wrestling School, and the debut was in 2008. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. How did Serena Deeb get here, Dan? Just remind me. She had a lucky victory over Vanessa, uh, over Vanessa Bourne. <laughs> she had a lucky victory over Vanessa Bourne, did she? Yeah, an well, undeserved victory. Well, I'll tell you something. Piper Niven absolutely destroyed Santana Garrett in this one. And who have you got back, Dan? Rebecca Carr. Rebecca Jessica. Jessica. Jessica, the fast count car. Yeah, she is here refereeing in the second round as we see Serena Deeb coming out. She goes and embraces the trophy. Wiggling her backside as she does. Well, is she touching it for luck? Is she touching it for luck? Will it be the last time she touched it? And uh, what finish has she got, Dan? She has got the spear as yeah. a finisher. And how would you say ring style? What was she like? Technical. Technical, yeah. Well, of course, my one is a bar brawler being from Scotland. I'm going to back down. This is going to be a very interesting matchup. Serena Deeb, ch- second, ole, second chance saloon for her. Going against Piper Niven and the whole world is uh, Royster, basically. So, Deeb Niven. Deeb, here we go. Just Carr, refereeing a nice handshake at the start. Deeb and Niven. I mean, Niven, very respectful. Uh, and in this match, here we go. This is going to be the second round. I mean, who's the favourite going into this one, Dan? Well, I'd say Serena Deeb, soon as she knocked out a great competitor in Vanessa Bourne. I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? You would think Deeb because of the experience, but you can't. Uh, discredit the power as we see Niven there just powering Deeb back to the turnbuckle and just showing the kind of power she's got playful punch she gets caught with a shove but Serena there responding with her right hand any effect on uh, Niven though no and a deep collar and hour tie up and again Niven winning the uh, power exchange no surprise I think Deeb's got you speed into this one. Oh, I said that was the most competitive match 4 out of 5 for uh, Niven versus Garrett I gave that a uh, 3.5 and the Serena Deeb, Vanessa Bourne, I only gave that a 2 out of 5. Uh, a 2.5 out of 5, sorry. 2 out of 5 I gave that. Ref didn't help. Oh, and Niven going to clothesline Deeb in a corner, but Deeb moves out of the way. Serena's got a side headlock, tries for the headlock takedown, but um, it's not an easy feat on Piper Niven. No, she's got the weight to back her up here. And like I say, she can use that to advantage. It's Deeb just there they go, just... Risk it, a rake at face of Viper. Oh, shit. <laughs> Trying to rake the face of uh, Niven. Have you noticed Jessica Carr's car? Uh, Jessica Carr's counter slowed down. Oh, that's good. She's getting more confident, as we say. As Deeb trying to pick Niven up. and Oh, no. Oh, but Deeb with the roll-up. Uh, only getting a two count. Two. Can't keep Niven down and Deeb. Right back to that side headlock. And just trying to wrench at the face of Niven. Trying to wear her down. You've got to try and use the inexperienced against her, you know. Maybe try and punch her out. As Niven, oh. Lovely back body drop there. It shows the power slamming down deep. Now she's going to try and take advantage of this, is she? Here she goes. Oh, running cross body. Goes for the cover one. Two. Oh, two. And a better count by Jess Carr. Yeah. As Niven there goes for the scent on deep, puts the knees up. It's going to hurt Serena doing that, but still, it's an offensive move. Back to that side headlock from Serena. Running up the ropes. Oh, finally gets a headlock takedown. That's the way to do it. And now she's got Niven. What's Niven like on her back, Dan? Well, I think she's the same height as she is standing up. Oh, and now we've got the shoulders down and Niven uses the strength. Get that right arm up. Dee's still wrenching away at the head. 
And this is a good game plan by D. Like I say, she's got the experience over Niven. Niven's going to try and use the power again to pick her up. Oh, goes for the back body drop again, but Serena rolling out of it. And now she's going with her right hands to the face. <laughs> she's working the jabs and now, yeah. Rocks piping Niven back to the corner. Runs in, but gets caught by Niven. Deposited on the top rope. And Niven right deep catches it and hits back. Making her eat carpet or bouncing her head off the top turnbuckle. I'll let you decide. And now Deeb off the top catches. Oh, Niven. Oh, the monkey flip there, but Niven straight back up. And oh. Finally gets a slam. And that was a hippo flip, not a monkey flip. I don't know if she could try to get her up fully with that slam. Gets her down and Niven straight back up again. Oh. Oh, the stunner. The, well, the reverse stunner. Goes for the cover. You One. Could- Two. Oh. Never managing to kick out. Uh, yeah, look, kind of rude awakening there by Deeb. Twisting back the neck on Niven, but like, so getting the shoulder up. And Niven's showing that she's tough and she wants to go through to the quarterfinals. The May Young Classic and Deeb. No, she's not going to try this, is she? Trying to get Niven up onto her shoulders. Oh, oh nah. And she's holding her back as if to say she's heavy. That's yeah, nice. well, she is. She's the heaviest woman in the competition. <laughs> Deep couldn't get her. Oh, my Cannonball. God. Cannonball. And it's just as impressive when a woman does it as opposed to Kevin Owens. And now this has got to be it. Niven gets her back in position. One, two. Oh. oh, well, she had all her weight on her arms. But Deep managing to kick out. Ah, and that's why it's called a kick out. Because you use your legs to get your shoulders off the mat. But Niven there showing that he care, no, not a care in the world. Just trying to squash Serena Deeb. Now can she go through to the next round? Picking Deeb up. Oh, Deeb with the backslide though. Oh! Flips <laughs> Niven over with a lovely headlock takedown. And Goes for the cover. This is One, it. One, two. two. But Niven again managing to get her shoulder up at two. Two. And now Deeb, a bit despondent. She's giving her best against Nick. Keep her down at the moment. I mean, with variations to be seen using that neck, isn't it? You know, with the different neck breakers. As Niven's trying to get to the corner. And Deeb is trying to work her way up. She's know- looking for that patented spear. Oh! Gets sidestepped by Niven. But Deeb put the, puts the brakes on. Gets charged into the corner. Irish whip to the opposite corner. Chest first. <laughs> Might as well Brett Hart used to go chest first into the turnbuckle. Oh, and now the, uh, the Niven bomb or the Vader bomb. Oh, off the second. One, two. Oh. oh. But Serena still managing to kick out. Ah. Well, Niven can't believe it. I can't believe it. You'd expect a woman coming off weighing 200 pounds off the second row to beat Serena Deeb. But Deeb knowing this is her only chance after the success she did have to try and get there again, the biggest stage possible in WWE, managing to get the shoulder up. And Niven now. Oh, no. Uh oh. Well, if the second rope didn't work, Dan. Well, the top rope work. You don't think. And the fans seem to like this. Oh, my God. <clears throat> but you did say they've uh, reinforced the ring, haven't you? So we should be all right. Yes, they're using the same ring they used for oh! uh, Big Show versus Strowman. <laughs> oh! Living off the top of the splash. Oh! Deep moved. Deep looking oh! for the spear, but Niven catching her and a sit-out bomb. Which Two, got a three. victory in the first match. Gets a victory in a second one. And Niven was on the ropes there, but managed to pull out the victory. Very impressive. 
And what a nice surprise that Piper Niven, the girl who we saw on the World of Sport, is through to the quarterfinals of the May Young Classic. Fair play, Niven. Fair play, Deeb, in that one. Lots of near. Dan, what did you think? I thought it was uh, quite a good match. Um, again, quite fast-paced. Uh, a lot of attempt, pinfall attempts. The referee done a lot better in this match. Yeah, you know, I thought this match could have gone either way. I even thought Serena Deeb had it a couple of times. If she'd have hit that spear, I reckon it would have been all over for Niven, though. Uh, this is the thing. And Niven had that scout, didn't she? And she managed to dodge that and getting the victory. As we see, Jess Cart, who uh, we've got to say, we had a go in the first episode, Dan. She is much, much better in this one as she raises, raise, raises the hand of uh, Piper Niven. You've got to give credit to Jess Carr in that one. Just, yep. You didn't notice her, and that's what makes a good referee, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah most definitely. Uh, but a good way to start. I mean, two matches in, two matches to go, and it may be a little bit surprised. Niven goes through, and who does she face in the next round? Uh, she faces either Lacey Evans or Tony. Oh, my word. So things are definitely heating up, but the next match is, Dan, well, over to you. The next match is one of my picks, Princess Gasergay, and she's going against Mercedes uh, Mercedes Martinez. Oh, this is where the points come in, Dan. If Shagay wins, you get the first point of the May Young Classic. Both women may have Latin blood in their veins, but that is where the similarities ends. Sergey is a classic luchadora, and Martinez is a smash-mouth brawler who will knock you out for looking at her the wrong way. Their contrasting styles meshed well together and make Shagay the underdog right away. Shagay is one of the most established women in Mexican wrestling, so she comes into this tournament with a lot of hype and big following to support her. I'll tell you what's interesting, though. Mercedes Martinez, before we get up to tell her tape, she beat Zia Lee. So if my pick, she beat my pick in the first round. So if Zia Lee would have won, she would have faced you in the next round. So i am got to go for Princess Shagay in this one because I want revenge on taking my one out in the first round. I know it gives you a point, well, but still. wouldn't you want Mercedes Martinez? Because if uh, she was good enough to beat Zia Lee... She's gonna have to be good enough to be. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm no? gonna, I'm no, I'm not, I'm not like that, Dad. I'm not like you. I'm not always going against you. I'm on your side here. You know, I want us, I want it to be a. Uh, uh, can we both get to? The, we can't both get to the final, can we? I want the best match possible for us, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If I'm going to beat you, I want to beat you in a match that means <laughs> something. So I, I want Shigay versus, you know. Baslow after she gone through everybody, you know, or, or something like that. Well, we could face off in the next uh, in the quarters. Larray versus exactly. So this is the excitement here, and Kalisto in the crowd are cheering on one of his own, Princess Shigay. Give us the teller tape for her, Linda. Uh, Princess Shigay, she's twenty uh, fifth of June, nineteen eighty. She's age thirty seven, so one of uh, the older competitors, born in Monterrey, Nuevo Leon, in Mexico. Uh, she's five foot one inches and she's uh, 121 pound. She was trained by Bello Khalifa, Centurion Negro, Carnethio Aguilar, Franco Colombo, Juico del Gladiador, Jose Luis Feliciano, El Santinico, Santinico, <laughs> and uh, Virus. <laughs> That was an easy one to end on, wasn't it? Yeah, virus. Uh, what is her finisher, Dan? Uh, her finisher is La Regila. Oh, La Regila. And she's coming out here. And uh, like we said, dressed as the 
Butterfly, isn't it? Yes, and she made her debut in 1995. 95, my God, the most experienced woman on the May Young Classic has got a lot of fans in the crowd. She goes against, well, Mercedes Martinez. She is 36 years old. She was born in Waterbury, Connecticut, which is nearly like Canterbury. She's five foot seven, Dan, 147 pounds. She was trained by just one man. Jason Knight. She made a debut November 12th, 2000. And of course, her finisher is a fisherman buster, and she is a powerhouse. So, this is another interesting matchup of, like I say, two Mexicans, one Luchadore versus the powerhouse here. And uh, Martinez wants to prove a point. She beat my pick in this round, Dan. Will she beat your pick in this one? Hopefully not, no. But, you know, um, I was saying that. Princesca's she's quite an older compared to 37, but not much older than Mercedes Martinez. Both born in the same year, just different. Well, one's born in the middle, 25th of June. The other one's born 17th of November. Yeah. So quite well aged, matched up. But even though they come from the let's say same place, same year, they are different. And are they going to get handshake to begin with? Martinez, quite surprisingly, offered their hands to Shigei. And now we're going to get this match started. But like we say, we know how we got here. Martinez beating my pick, and now Dan Princess Shigei. She beat Kaylee Ray. And now she's going to go try and beat Martinez, and Martinez is going to try and use that MMA background, or the MMA style that she's kind of got. But Shigei, very talented there. Oh, she kind of like dressed up as Wonder Woman. I think she has got the Wonder Woman apparel on. Yeah, it looks quite cool, doesn't it? And then Martinez, I think, going has like a kind of Power Ranger, <laughs> but beautiful wrestling there by Shigei. Yeah, lovely takedown and uh, trying to tie her up. Oh, but Martinez rolls through as she knows what she's doing now, face-off. So this is your Wonder Woman, Dan versus Martinez. And a sign of respect early on. So you know both women, like you said, they know where they've known each other for years. Oh, Martinez there with a power knocking Shigay down. And this, this is what this match is going to be. It's going to be power against uh, Luchadora style. And all oh, the uppercuts, really, she's fucking laying them in there. Yeah, Shigei. knocking Shigei back to the corner. Irish whip. Oh, but Shigei stops herself, runs off. Oh! Oh, and a lovely takedown into the bottom turnbuckle, trying to get the fans into it, getting them clapping. Well, Martinez hit the back of her head down the bottom turnbuckle, and oh! Oh! <laughs> Anything Niven can do, Shigei can do better. Mexican cannonball! <laughs> She's going for the pin, oh no. Laying him in. Brutal kicks to the chest. Oh! Oh! But Martinez with a lovely move there, dropping Princescus face first onto the mat. Goes for the cover, but Shigei managing to kick out. Uh, and Martinez already signalling for the end here. She wants to put Shigei away. Picks her up. Snap, snap suplex. suplex. Well, it's turned into more. Suplex. And in the tribute. three amigos. Yeah, tribute to one of the greatest Mexican wrestlers of all time. No, she puts her on the second rope. And a tribute to Randy Orton there, a swinging net breaker from the second rope. Goes for the cover, two. Oh. Shigei managing to kick out. Oh, well, Martinez can't believe it. She thought she got the free count. And now picking Shigei up. And Shigei is in serious trouble, the forearms now. Dan, what's your pick have to do? Uh, let Martinez wear herself out. Sidestep her when she comes in for a boot. Make her make a mistake, which she just has. Oh, oh, that's like a code breaker to the face. The face breaker. <laughs> Shigei. 
And Martinez backed up into the corner. Come on, Princesca. She needs to build that momentum. Build a little bit of momentum. Try and get her bearings back. <laughs> yeah, bearings. bearings. Oh, oh, Martinez, though, catches Shigay. Puts her on the top rope. But where do you not want a luchadora? That's an excellent point. You don't want them in a high-flying position. As Martinez looking to cut the wings off this butterfly. Suplex her back in. Oh, no, but... Shagay's holding on to the top rope, not allowing her to throw her off. Oh, my word. And have some punches to the midsection. Oh! Oh, Shagay dropping Martinez face first onto the mat. Oh, boom. Lovely tornado DDT, (laughs) but can she capitalise after the punishment she's taken? Well, I think this is the thing. Martinez went flying about three quarters across the ring. If she was just next to her, she'd get the arm over, having to crawl, wasting precious seconds. Now get the arm. One, two. Oh. oh, and she didn't have the uh, the leg hooked or much of her body weight on top of her. Well, that probably took as much out of Shigay as it did Martinez, you know, bringing her down with all the extra weight Martinez has got. And Shigay may be signalling for the end here, but she's still struggling. Finish her. Oh. oh. Catches her arm. Got the arm bar locked in. No, Martinez no. rolls through. But so does Shagay. Oh, come now, on. Now she's got it Tap. in. Tap. Oh, Martinez in trouble. Oh. Wrenching at the arm. Roche, but Martinez yeah. throws her off. One oh. arm blow now. Goes for the kick. Oh, went for the other arm. Shagay did. Martinez blocked it. Kick to the face. And boot to Shagay's face. Got her in that fisherman suplex. Oh. oh. This is it now. Hits it. One, One two, two, three. three. Well, not only did my set, what well, not only did Martinez beat my pick in the first round, but Dan, she has just beaten your pick in the second round. So Prince- she gets two points. So Prince, yeah, she's kicking our ass. <laughs> Princess Shigay is uh, is no longer in the May Young Classic. But like you said, if it was a point system for Martinez, she would be two nil up at the moment. I know it's a sad time. We are now both left with one pick in. The May Young Classic. Are you worried about Candice right? No, before you get onto that, what do you think of this match? Um, I don't think it was the best match. I, I think these two was missing a beat, kind of. You know, it wasn't as fluid as the past two matches. I think it was a lot slower than the last two matches as well. You know, again, not just sour grapes because I'm out, but I, I don't think it was the greatest match of I, the second round. I, I think even, there was, you know, like I said, we've seen better first round matches. For some reason, the styles didn't mesh did it you know mm. and taking a slow step or two uh there was weird chemistry but a lot of that bit of selling there by martinez because as the referee went to raise her arm she's still selling the arm bar she is through and like we said she is facing abby Leif in the next round and now i've got to say dan after martinez is beating your pick of my pick she's got to be one of the favorites going through to the next round of the may young classic most definitely yeah and we've kind of uh got all our eggs into the baskets now and <laughs> Only one of us to the next round is going to get out of that next round because that is where we will potentially meet. So the biggest match possibly for us in this one will be the quarterfinal stage. That's if we both get there. If we both get there. Because, I mean, the thing is as well, is that I've got uh, Mia Yim, who was so tough in that first round to go against, and, and Candice LeRae's going up against... Uh... Uh, Nicole Savoy. And we saw her in the last round, very and very impressive. But we get on to the main event of the first episode here, and it's there versus uh, Kyrie Sane. 
And I'll tell you what, Sane really impressed me in the uh, the last round. The kind of pirate gimmick that she's got. Yeah. Um, well, you were saying you went for the wrong Asian. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I actually did. Yeah, I was like, oh, damn it. So, Taylor, take down. Which one do you want to go for? Do you want to go for the pirate-looking, elbow-dropping uh, Japanese superstar? Uh, I'll go for Belair with the hair. Oh, Belair with the hair. So, uh, let me talk about uh, Kairi Sane then. It's born September the 23rd, 1988. So, 28 years old. Younger than me. It's always weird when I see wrestlers younger than me now. Ring names. Well, she's gone as Doku. She's gone as Kari Hojo, Karian, Kari Sane, and of course Pirates Kaiser. One of my favourite gimmicks ever. She's one. Uh, she's five foot one, weighing fifteen hundred and fifteen pounds from uh, Yamaguchi, Japan. <laughs> Love that. Trained by fucker. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce it. Fukar. 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 And she debuted the seventh of January, twenty twelve. But tell me more about Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair with the long hair. <coughs> April 9th, 1989. She's 28 years old as well. She was born in Knoxville, Tennessee. She's engaged to... I don't know who, know who that is. Uh, she's 5 foot 7, 155 pounds, and she was trained by the WWE Performance Centre, and she made her debut September the 29th, 2016. So she's very green. She is very, very green. We saw in the first round match. Uh, who did she beat in the first round? Bianca Belair. Yeah. She beat Sage Beckett. Uh, in what, for me, was, I think, one of the worst matches I put. Hang on a minute. Let me find it. Uh, it got a 3.5 from me. Oh, no. It got three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half out of five. Better than expected, is what I put. So, I was wrong about that, Belair. And, of course, Kyrie Sane, she defeated, uh, who can forget, my pick, Tessa Blanchard, in the last fucking round, uh, which is a four out of five. My yeah, that got a four out of five for me as well. Yeah, yeah, so I tell you what, it's weird how our match uh ratings of the matches are almost similar. It's almost like we've been doing the same thing together for a couple of years. <laughs> know how each other thinks. Weird. Uh but as Kyrie Sane comes out here, like I said, one of the favourites for the competition, in this pirate garb, it's a gimmick and gimmicks work in WWE. And if it's a pirate thing, at least they can't use the generic racist Japanese thing of days gone by, can they, you know? Uh <clears throat> no, you know, it's, it's... It's it's like the whole Nakamura thing with being, like, a cross between Michael Jackson and, you know, and, um... Uh, oh, <laughs> not going to fuck kids. But... And Freddie Mercury. And also Oscar's kind of gimmick of being unstoppable. I do like Kyrie saying, but... Bianca Belair with the exceedingly long hair. I mean, what will she do to finish off Kyrie saying? I mean, what move could she possibly use, Dan? Uh, she could use the kiss of death. Oh, and how would you describe her in the ring, anyway? She, uh, I think she's a bit of a powerhouse. Mm. Well, they, they said Sane is more technical, and of course, always look for that diving elbow move that looked beautiful in the last round, taking out my pick, Tessa Blanchard. And and let's hope Kyrie Sane can go through to maybe the uh, the final, how far she get, because then I can say my pick lost to the winner of the May Young Classic, because I know it's not going to go my way in this year's tournament. It's it's a lot tougher. I would feel in the CWC, but we'll talk about that uh, towards the end of this episode as we got to the main event here. Friendly handshake to start the match off again. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's a sign of respect. You know, both women knows what this means to the other one. And here we go. Sane and Belair. And Sane going to try and see what Belair, Belair has to offer. Because this is, this is the thing. Even though Sane is experienced, we don't know what Belair could do in this situation. You know what I mean? Situation. Exactly you, that. You, you try anything. If you saw the power layer of Belair, 
She's complaining, Sane's complaining about Belair using her hair. Well, you've got to be careful of the power. Like I said, expect the unexpected. And Sane's just going to try and wear down Bianca. Oh, my God. He gets thrown belly first onto the mat. And Blair now has got Sane. Now, side headlock. We've seen basic wrestling in this second round here. Make no mistake about it, you know. To call him an overtie up, side headlocks. Just try to pose it. There's still a lot of respect in this. And like we said, we haven't seen a clear-cut favourite yet. As Sane pushes Blair off. Oh, and Blair, impressive power again. Runs the ropes. Oh, flips over Sane. And just shoulder bars that runs right through the smaller competitor. Well, don't get too confident, Bianca. I know you're saying it's done now and you're uh, you're dusting your hands off. Sane has been there and done that in Japan. And Bianca threw Sane a kiss. Blew her a kiss. <laughs> Sane caught it and stomped the kiss out. <laughs> oh, could this mean stomping out Bianca Belair? Oh! And, of course, the winner of this match would go on to face either Dakota Kai or Ray Ripley. Oh, and that would be a really interesting match. It's only a one count there, but it kind of... That confidence from Belair, didn't it? And now, say, did, blowing yeah. a kiss. And Belair's, uh, and Belair's like, yeah, okay, okay, we'll see. <laughs> now the Japanese forearms that I don't think any wrestler are ever ready for. <laughs> well, I think you're allowed Japanese forearms. If you can have a European uppercut. yeah. yeah. It's just a full force knocking Belair down. Now Sane from behind. A waist lot there by Kari Sane. Oh, and the ropes to back up Sane. Oh. And uses that hair to whip the midsection of Sane. I mean, surely that's not allowed. I don't think it is. Don't call me Shirley. I don't think it is. As Belair again. And that's like a whip ref. Come on. And this is not fair. We're we going to see the first disqualification. Well, can you use hair? I don't... It's a body part. Well, it's whipping her. She's been whipped like a government mule, as Jal would say. Referee saying he can't do anything about it. And Belair now has taken the advantage. She's going to go try and... Oh, like a bill across the ring. So on that effect, could you use her hair against her in a chokehold? I think you could. I think you'd be allowed then. If she's allowed to use it, why can't I? And Belair with a clothesline. Oh, saying get the shoulder up at two. Two. And Belair is very well put together. I don't want to sound like a pervert, but... I think, you're kind of, uh... I think it's impressive six-pack. I mean, I don't want to, obviously... You I'd know. rather sane. I, I think it depends, doesn't it? I think I want a wrestler to kind of look more tough. I think that's why I like China. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Kari Sane going to dive on Belair. And Belair's got the power, but can't keep her there. Gets a knee to the midsection. Now, Belair suplex. Oh, look at her powering up Sane and... Doing a couple of squats while she's got Sane upright. Oh! Lovely delayed vertical suplex there. Goes for the cover. This could One, be it. Two. Oh! oh. Sane managing to kick out. Ah. Well, I said during the first round match, would Belair's hair be a disadvantage to her? And she used it to her advantage in this one. And now powering up Sane. And this is kind of like... Um, a full Nelson slam on the ground because... <laughs> and now she's slamming her head down. If it was a camel clutch, she'd use her knees. Insane. Oh, tried getting a cheeky roll up there, but gets caught again. Belair back in the ascendancy and just throwing Sane about. She's definitely got the power advantage now. Sane back to her feet. Oh, my God. Powers her up. Oh! Face first into the mat. This has got to be over. One, two, 
Same managing to kick out. Oh. <laughs> Look at Saint grabbing on the hair. Just trying to get back to her feet. And Belair with a clubbing blows to the back. And I'm shocked at how well Bianca Belair's done in this match. She's been dominating it. Belair. Oh! Goes for the split leg splash, but gets caught with the knees from Sane. Sane needs to do Saint in this match. She's been beating up. Calling her Bianca Belair out now. And then just chops to the chest. Oh, the double chops as well. <laughs> That's the power. Belair being backed up. Oh, now Sane's starting to get some momentum in this match. Look at the primal scream of her. Now the slaps. Just going crazy with his slaps. She's unleashed the beast here. Now Sane, Irish rip to Belair. Oh, no, reversal. But Sane jumps off the second rope. And just there was a massive forearm to the face of Belair. Goes for the cover to... Oh, one. Well, one, and Belair pushed her up, but Say landed in position, and now she's turned it into a vicious submission hold. My God, I don't know what that is I'm seeing for. The two arms locked around the head of Belair. Well, she's making Belair choke herself out. <laughs> and that's the power used to disadvantage. Belair couldn't even get to the bottom rope. And this could be it. I thought she had the hair for a second there, wrapped around the neck like you were saying. Well, that's yeah. a good idea. Can Blair get out of it? She managed to make her way to a vertical base and just throws Sane off. And that's a power. Now picking up Sane. Oh, oh power slam. Goes for the cover. Two. Two. Oh. The same with a kick out. Ah. And Bianca Blair can't believe it. Sane definitely showing her toughness. In this one, and this is what the May Young Classic is all about, you know. Four matches in to the second round, and both of these women want to go through and make a name for themselves. And Sane now with the forearms. She screams at Belair. Oh. Who responds with a big forearm <laughs> of her own and just folds Sane up. But I think that's just fired her up. <laughs> and she comes back with another five punches of her own. I'm responsive. Oh, I was about to say, Bianca Belair didn't respond, but it took five punches from Sane to get on Belair's level and then Belair... But do you know telling of the story, yeah, you know? I think it's brilliant. Belair's the powerhouse, a stronger one of the two. I think Belair looks brilliant in this, even though she's only been wrestling. How long has she been wrestling for? Like a year, two years? Yeah, yeah, just about a year now. And now she picks up Sane. Oh, spine buster to the mat. And now where Bianca... Where is Bianca Belair going? Well, we know as a powerhouse, we don't really know her to take a lot of risks. Going up. Looking to go flying. Here we go. She's saying. Here she comes. Oh! 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 <laughs> One! Two! two. Oh! <laughs> Fucking hell, what was that? A 360? <laughs> 450. A 450 splash. <laughs> I thought it was over. You thought it was over. But Kari Sane manages to kick out. <laughs> if you'd have said to me, yeah, you're going to see a flash. You're going to see a flash from Belair. She hit that perfectly. Brilliant, yeah. And now it's going to be it. Sane getting to her feet. Here comes Belair. Oh, Sane sidestepping. Belair hitting nothing but ring post. Oh, my word. Oh. A lovely axe kick there. Knocks Belair down to the mat. And now here we go. The pirate will go marching on. The pirate's march? Oh, they do now, Dan. They do now. Hits Belair in the corner. She's not... Oh, oh spinning back fist to the face. And now it's time 
for the diving elbow drop and already two matches in for Sane and everybody knows what is just about to happen. She's going to go for it. Pirate power, Dan. <laughs> oh. yeah. Here we go. Sane. Oh. Drops the big elbow. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> Kyle Sane does it in, in quite an incredible match as well. When you consider we weren't expecting this kind of quality uh, from, I would say, Bianca Belair. Fair fucking play. And this is what it's about as well. Get given the opportunity, even in defeat, Belair looks like a star now. And the next time she's in NXT or wherever she is, people will be paying attention. Because Belair, not only with her long hair, being able to dominate Kairi Sane at a personal, you know, that kind of level of Sane throughout the whole thing. And then pulling out incredible power moves, as we saw. And then off the fucking top rope as well for the 450. It was, like you said during the match, it was a story perfectly told. It was the big uh, big star, David versus Goliath, wasn't it? And Belair, look at it go. There's a replay of the beautiful 450. And um, Saint showing the toughness and that. And Belair, you could say, but what did you think of the match, Dan? I thought it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's probably my favourite match of the tournament so far. And that's first round and second round. You know, it was it was perfect. Yeah. You know, both women done really well. You would never have thought that Belair was as green as she was. And Kari Sane, I think she's brilliant. Honestly, it, she is a little star, isn't she, that Kari Sane? Yeah. Uh, seeing that. And you can just picture her doing these kind of moves in NXT as well, can't oh, most you? Most definitely, yeah. You know, and, and that's the incredible thing. And Bianca Belair potential there but like I say are untapped to be able to do that and now we're going to see a handshake oh wow there we go handshake and then embrace after always love to see that oh Belair knew she got beaten by the better one tonight but saying saying you you can be number one incredible way to end it and uh, like we say Kyrie saying to the next round is going to face either Dakota Kai or Rhea Ripley yeah but we are four matches down so we're that, yeah, we are halfway in. Four matches down, four matches to go. It's the end of the fifth episode of the May Young Classic. Uh, what have you thought of this episode, the start of the second round? I thought it's been brilliant. Yeah, um, uh, it started off with two good matches. Then it was it was kind of let down by uh, which match? Uh, the Shogay versus Martinez. Even though Martinez did look good, but you know, I thought it was a bit slow paced, and then. For this as the main event, perfect. Yeah, Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. So, Evers versus Dave, what did you give that match to uh, to start? Uh, I gave that a four. Yeah, four. I gave that three and a half out of five. I've got a strange finish. The finish kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it, with that one? Yeah. Uh, Niven? Um, I gave that a 3.5. Yeah, I gave that three and a half as well. Niven looked good, but I think Deeb did as well. Uh, yeah, your pick getting knocked out, Shigay versus Martinez. I gave that two and a half out of five. I gave that a two and a half out of five, yeah. Yeah, really weird chemistry. And like the same versus Belair match. I gave that a five. You go five. I've given that my best uh, ranking of the tournament. That's four and a half out of five. I've not seen. Uh, that is a close five out of five. If we don't get another match on that level for the rest of the tournament, 
I will change my mark and give that a five then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's how good. But I'm, I still want just that. I just want something else. Still a little something else. But awesome. As we move on to the well, episode six, and it's the last four matches of the second round. So we on the sixth episode of the May Young Classic, the last four matches of the second round. What have you thought? What have you thought of the second round so far, Dan? I thought it's been a, a couple of great matches. One of the best matches of the tournament so far as well in the first match, Bel Air. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing both of our picks in action. Well, I do believe, Dan, that the second half of the second round is going to be even better because there are points on the line. Both our picks, well, we've only got one pick each left now, are in action in this one. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting. As we start the episode, we see Ronda Rousey arriving at the arena today. With one of the other four horsewomen being brought in. And of course we will be seeing Mia Yim versus Sha Basler here tonight. And uh, that's where my money, she, she's got, you know what I mean? My money's all on her now. I need her to win tonight to get me through to the quarterfinals to even get a point. And we're going to also see uh, Rhea Ripley, who I wanted to see get competition, versus Dakota Kai. So it's going to be such an interesting night. Such an interesting show here, and of course, we'll do the four second round matches, and then tomorrow we will be doing the quarterfinal matches. We'll be releasing those, and then on Wednesday, of course, we'll bring you the semifinals and final a day after it happens. Uh, but we're going to get the show started now, and it is going to be Lacey Evans versus Tony Storm. You took a big liking to Tony Storm in the first round, Dan, didn't you? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, I think she's cute as a button. Well, I'll let you do Tony Storm then. And oh, I'll, thanks. I'll start <laughs> Can off I with... do Lacey Evans as no, well? No, I've got to do Lacey Evans. So, born Macy Evans, uh, 24th of March, 1927. She lives in Orlando, Florida now, but she's originally from Georgia in the good old US of A, known as uh, Macy Estrella, Macy Evans, Ruby Mobs. I can see why she changed that now. She is uh, five foot eight and weighs in at 130 pounds from um, Paris Island in South Carolina. She was trained at the W Performance Center by Dom Cayazzo, and she debuted in 2014. What about Tony Storm's So town? with Lacey Evans, she was born in Georgia. She lives in Florida, but she's billed from Paris Island, California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. When did she make her debut? She made her debut in 2015. 2014. In 2014. Well, uh, Tony Storm, she was born Tony Rossell. She was born 19th of October, 1995. So she's at the young old age of 21. And she was born in uh, Auckland, New Zealand. And she lives in Tokyo, Japan. She is five foot five inches, uh, one hundred and forty three pounds. She's billed from Gold Coast, Australia. So another one who's uh, born in New Zealand, lives in Japan, and she's billed from Australia. Oh, she's been around the world, though, hasn't she? Yeah, um, she was trained by Mason Childs from Impact Pro Wrestling, Australia, <laughs> and she made her debut in uh, on the 9th of October, two thousand and nine. And what's her finisher? Uh, her finisher is Strong Zero. And what's her ring style then as she comes into this one? Well, just like my uh, my good friend Shinsuke fucking Nakamura, she is the queen of Strong Style. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, Tony Storm has definitely got the look that WWE like. And uh, who did she beat in the first round matchup, Dan? Uh, Tony Storm... 
beat Aisha Raymond. And of course, let's not forget that Lacey Evans beat Tainara Conti because the Italian uh, blonde girl. So this is the Battle of Noel Foley's. Of course, we see Rebecca Carr, referee, uh, Jess Carr, <laughs> Jess Carr, the referee, checking out Tony Storm as he await the entrance of NXT's own Lacey Evans. And uh, this is going to be a very interesting matchup. I'm not expecting a lot. I'm glad it's on first uh, out of these four matches. As she comes out here, and she's definitely got a gimmick. But I don't know what a gimmick is, you know. I don't know because she's like an old-style type, you know, American lady. The finisher lady lace-up. And, of course, technical slash athletic for a ring style, which I don't think athletic is a ring style because... They're all athletic. They're all athletic, aren't they? Yeah. But Lacey Evans will be going up against Tony Storm. And this is the match you're interested in, Dan. Would you want to see these two women on the main roster in future? Yeah, you know, both women certainly have got the look. I know we've been away from your typical... Diva looking hottie honeys, but these two have certainly got the looks and they've got it in the ring as well. And they get it in the ring as well. Yeah, well, Dan. <clears throat> well, we'll show, see what happens here. I mean, this is going to be interesting. Both women are trying to go through to face, like you said, Piper Niven, Piper Niven in the next round. So that's going to be an interesting matchup for either of them. But let's see if Tony Storm or Lacey Evans can get that. Well, they Tony Storm and Lacey Evans are different characters, but they share a certain unconventional streak. And they both shake hands to start off this match. And here we go. Evans and Storm. Storm (laughs) and Evans. Oh, and Lacey Evans showing a great ring work in the early going there, wrenching the arm of Tony Storm. But Storm getting down onto her neck, bridging out that way, and now nipping up. Taking Lacey Evans' arm, goes to side headlock takedown and gets her in the position. Referee checking. Now Lacey Evans got to respond to that, you see, back and forth action. Oh, Lacey Evans are trying to get her legs round her head. Trying to scissor her. Yeah, and uh, Storm stops it. Oh, but she managed to get it second time of asking and a lovely head scissors there. And now what can Tony Storm do to get out of this as she's thinking? Oh, she's rolling through. Oh, and manages to bounce her way out. And says, yeah, there you go. Yeah, nice and easy. And another hand. Yeah. Grabs a hand, pulls her in for another side headlock. Can Storm push her off? She does push the weight off, but oh. Gets hit with a big shoulder block. Running the ropes, both women. Oh, but uh, Storm gets her leg caught, gets it out, and then delivers a big boot to the chest. And Storm using uh, the momentum against Lacey Evans there, and then a big butt bump by Storm. Second big butt bump. And now the... I think the She's storm... gyrating her hips. Storm grind. gets caught. Goes up for the cover. Oh. oh, but only gets a two count. Two. Oh, my God. And Lacey Evans says, no more mucking around. Big right hand. Oh. But Storm kicks out. Oh. Lacey Evans looks a little bit more vicious than Tony Storm. But, I, I mean, I might be wrong. We've got to see a little bit more of, uh, of Storm as she gets whipped into the corner. But, Evan, uh, but Storm there managing to toss her over to the outside, but gets her head bounced off the top turnbuckle. Ooh. Very innovative there by Evans as she uh, goes around the ring post with a kind of like 619. Oh, she does it again to knock Storm down. Nips over the top, drops the elbow, goes for the cover. Ooh. Oh, but Storm managing to kick out. Oh, and Evans now wants to stay on top of Tony Storm. Might start working on that left arm as we see her bringing all the weight down. On the back of the elbow, Storm's in a little bit of trouble. And Lacey Evans rolls her, trying to get the pin. Oh, 
And I don't think at that point in time you are going to beat them, but I think it's just all about wearing them down, isn't it? You know? It is, yeah. They've got a lot of energy with the kick out. Ah. Lacey Evans just trying to catch her breath as well. You know, you, you got to think about, you talk about butterflies going into this kind of uh, magnitude of match with a quarterfinals just one victory away. Butterflies in their stomach the size of eagles, JR. Exactly. And this is the thing as well. You, you don't want to kind of shoot your load, so to speak, in the first five minutes, try and give everything you've got and then realise that you can't do it. We suited Tessa Blanchard in the first round with uh, Kyrie Sane, and we kind of saw it in the uh, Serena Deeb match with uh, Piper Niven as well, just trying to get it done in the early going. It's all about staying in it, and Storm with a shoulder up there is still in this match and frustrating Lacey Evans. Well, I think her lipstick is smeared. Make her happy. She's got a very innovative kind of neck breaker on with the armbar locked in as well. Oh, she's bending her back, isn't she? Working on the even the... the the, not the the back and the neck. This is not a comfortable situation. Ooh. Oh, well, she uh, she gets her long legs up and knees Lacey Evans in the head to get out of that. Follows up with a couple of big forearms. Well, Tony Storm needs to get back into this and those forearms will help us. Lacey Evans. Ooh. Oh, but runs into two feet, catches him, spins her around oh. and gives her a kind of a backstabber off the bottom rope. Oh, God, the momentum there. Now Storm. Trying to get the crowd into this. Evans in Ooh. trouble. Oh. Butt bump in the corner. And now sets her up. Oh. That's like a Northern Lights throw there by Storm. Not content with going for the cover just yet. Picks her up. Oh, she's going to try and pick Lacey Evans up. Evans being dead weight with it, though. Fighting out. Gets uh, Storm up onto her shoulders. What's she looking for here? Well, Storm managing with a backslide. Goes for the cover. One. Two. Oh, kick out. Oh. Lacey Evans is going to go for a finisher there, but Storm oh. had it scouted. But Lovely oh. swinging net breaker and a handspring back to try and flop her body weight onto Storm. Up into the midsection. And now Storm's got Evans looking to put her away. Oh, a very innovative net breaker there. Goes for the finish, goes for the cover. That's it. And three. Well, very impressive there by Tony Storm was uh, in the descendancy the majority of the match. I think Evans dominated most of it. But Storm, that's an incredible dangerous finisher that was. Hitting the uh, back of the neck with the knee before he lands to the canvas. And um, Storm does get the victory, goes through. But I think you've got to be impressed with Evans there. She tried to gave it her all, didn't she? Match quality, I don't think, was there with the kind of first, uh, the second round matches that we have seen. But what did you think of it, Dan? Uh, no, you know, it was a fair match. I think Tony Storm did look very impressive. Lacey Evans, she did give it her all, but, you know, I think she come a bit unstuck. But, yeah, you know, it was, it was what it was, really. Exactly. Very, very basic. And hopefully a Storm goes through now to face... Piper Niven. Piper Niven. I think she's got to bring her A game to that, so... We've got three matches left, as we see. It's confirmed now, thanks to the brackets, that Tony Storm is through. Our next match is going to be, well, it's the utmost importance to me because she is my only hope in the May Young Classic. It is Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler. Dan, tell me more. Mia Yim. She's born April 16th, 1989. She's 28 years old. She's born in Fontana, California. But she lives in uh, Orlando, Florida. She's, uh, well, she's been known by Jade or Mia Yim. She's five foot seven, 132 pound. She was trained by John Kerman, Mavura, 
Christian York, Combat Zone Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and Daisy Hayes. She made her debut in 2009. And who did she beat to uh, get through the first round of the May Young Classic, Dan? She beat Sarah Logan in what was arguably match of the first round. Yeah, I agree with that. That was level yeah, with Blanchard and Sane. Uh, Yim is a really difficult opponent, but Shania Basler does bring Ronda Rousey and the other four, you know, four horsewomen with her. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Before we get onto the tail of the tape for Shania Basler, Dan, if you just tell me the kind of ring style and the finisher of uh, Mia. Eat defeat. And she is a striker in the ring. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting matchup. Going against Shania Basler, known as the Queen of Spades, born August 8th, 1980. She's 37 years old, so one of the oldest competitors in the May Young Classic. Uh, she's five foot seven, weighing in 135 pounds. If she was in the UFC division, would be bantamweight. Her reach is 67.5 inches, and her style was catch wrestling, Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And she was from Glendale. She is from Arizona. And if Basler can get through, then I will speak more about Shania Basler in the next round. There's no doubt about that. But Miriam is such a tough opponent. The one thing with Basler, you've got to be careful for the Kira Fuda driver. And she's submission grappling. That's what she's good at. Um, and these were two names a lot of people expected to see in the tournament. And seeing this on until close to the end. So it's shocking to see him square off in the second round. Both women use martial arts like using martial arts to batter their opponents. So this is going to be a very interesting matchup. This is so dangerous for Baslow to go against. Uh, but, like I say, all my eggs is in her basket. So, let's hope. Where's and there are the, uh, there's the WWE's four horsewomen. We see, yeah, that's important, Dan, the four horsewomen. So, who was there? What, Charlotte, Bailey? Oh, there we go. Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Charlotte. Of course, we know on the other side, or nearby, and Ronda Rousey's there. There we go. With her four horsewomen. This is interesting to see. We're going to get this match started, and, and this is dangerous. I mean, be careful, Yim. We saw how diff- dangerous Yim was in the first round against... Oh, yeah, Sarah Logan, you said that, yeah. Yeah, well, Baslor had to beat a very game Zedder to get through to this round, so this could be difficult. Oh, that's interesting. Me and Yim off in the handshake. Baslor refused to accept it. And here we go. Points from the line here. If Baslaw can get through to the quarterfinal, James gets the first point of the match. And the exchange kicks only go- in the early going. Oh, but Yim blocking Baslaw's kick attempt, getting one in of her own. Yim's the, the, possibly the worst opponent Baslaw could face in this tournament. Oh, she went for the eat defeat early on. Baslaw caught her with a kick. Oh, Baslaw with the kicks to the back and out the front. Oh, oh no! Yim ducking it goes for the cover. Well oh, dodges it. Oh, drop kick there by Yim. Now Basler's not phased though. She gets ready. Oh my god! This is a takedown. Throws her outside the ring. Basler on the outside, getting her breath back now. I see clever, and she goes near the four horsewomen. Uh oh! Yim's gonna go flying. Oh! Suicide dive through the second rope, knocks her down, and Yim is all fired up for this one. Uh... And throws Basler back in. And Yim already signalling for the end here. You're not going to get it down like Goes that. for the cover. Two. Oh. oh. Managed to get a two count before Basler kicks out. Uh-huh. And now it's Yim with the kicks of Basler. And is it? I don't know if they're phasing her. She's got that kind of tough look in her face. Going for the oh. E defeat again. Oh. Picks her down. He's got the leg lock. 
Oh, look at the way she's twisting the ankle. She's got a leg lock in, yeah, she's wrenching at that ankle. Did Jim just tap out then? I thought she just... No, 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 no. Well, I now got her up. Waist lock. Oh, goes to slam her down. Oh. Rolls through. Beautiful power there by Basler. It's got her up again. Oh. Oh, second time slam. Go on, finish her. Two. Oh, <sighs> but Yin with the kick out. Ah. Come on, Basler. Don't give her any room. We know how, diff- know how dangerous Mia Yim Come is. Come on, Mia Yim. Don't give him any points. Oh. Mia Yim boot to Basler's face. Oh, no. Oh, she's going for the tarantula. Oh. Using all of the five count. Oh, come on, ref disqualifier. And now Basil's in the backed up in a corner. Oh, oh, another cannonball. That's the third one we've seen tonight from a third different. They all love watching the KO show. Goes for the roll up. Two. Oh, yes. Yim. to get out of it. Picks the ankle, but oh. Yim was far too close to the ropes for that. Yeah, now look at Yim. Look, look at look at Basil. Look at the strikes. The strikes to the back. Strikes to the leg. Oh, God. Oh. It's caught. No, she's back to her feet now before she knows it. Uh-oh. Oh, close on takedown by Yim. Kick to the chest. Oh, palm strikes there. Knocking her down. Knee strike to the head. Spinning heel kick to the midsection. Oh. And a Pele kick knocks Basler down. Come on, Basler. Goes for the cover. Two. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Basler there managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Basler is still in this, but is it still in trouble? Is Jim going to go for the cannibal again, is she? Oh. No. Basler up with a knee to the head. <laughs> One. Two. Yes. Oh. oh. But Yim with a kick out. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be unbiased in this one. You know, she is my pick. Basler now setting her up for that fuckerama suplex. Oh, oh no! But Yim managing to fight out of it. Goes oh. behind. Oh. oh, German suplex bridges out two. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Eat the feet. Eat the feet. Eat the feet. No, no. Basler still in it. She gets picked up again by Mia Yim for another German, but Basler rolls through, lock, middle of the ring. Yim's nowhere near the ropes this time. Look, she's stretching it. It's an ankle lock. Oh, can she drag her and Basler to the ropes? No, Basler dragging Yim back. She's got nowhere to go, Yim. Go on, tap! Tap! Oh, Yim rolls no. through, <laughs> kicks to the arm, no. gets out of the submission hold. Come on, Basler. Oh, Basler right back in it, though. Not letting her breathe for now with those... Deadly kicks. But they're firing up Mia Yim. She gets up to her feet. Oh, no. Power bomb. No. Pow. Oh. Eat the mat. One, two. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Basler there managing to kick out. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Basler still in this match. Yim, that probably your best shot. Come on, Shane. Yeah. defeat, obviously. You've got the four horsewomen at ringside cheering you on. But Yim's got the four horsewomen of the WWE cheering her on. And me Yim may be making a slight mistake trying to go up in this kind of fist fight with Baslor, but she needs to do something spectacular to put her away. And me Yim, what's she going to go for? Oh! Oh, 450 gets caught in a transmission with and a grapevine in. Baslor's got it in. Me Yim's got nowhere to go. Tap! Yes! <laughs> From the tournament to me, as Rousey and co-cheer at ringside, I cheer on behind the microphone. Shania Basler took Mia Yim's best shot and made her tap out. There you go. Perfect victory 
by Shania Basler. She was really tested in this one by Mia Yim, but she got the job done. Fair play to her. Dan, what do you think of the match? Uh, yeah, it was an alright match. It was a bit more of a, a UFC fight than a wrestling match, I suppose. I think Yim's biggest mistake is when she tried taking it away from the UFC-style fight going up top. Uh, but yeah, she's done quite well in the match herself. You know, she was she was fighting out. She's managed to give Baslaw nearly all she had. Yeah, I mean, you can't discredit Yim. The great match she had against Sarah Logan, and now a really good effort against someone who limited, you know, limited wrestling experience. He kind of did it in the MMA way, and I think it paid off. I think it meant more as well, you know, with the moves in the match and the way she got the submission. It just proves that Yim can get, uh, that Basil can get a submission out of nowhere, and fair play to her. She does go through to the next round. I do get the first point of the tournament, but who could she face in the next round, Dan? She could face Candice LeRae. But Candice LeRae has got to go through. Yeah, Nicole Savoy. So it's going to be tough for you, Dan, but I do get the first point. Well done, Shania Baslor. And look at that shot, Dan. Look at that. Rousey celebrating. The four horsewomen of MMA are now in professional wrestling. Baslor is going. Yeah, there you go. Baslor's through. Feb, well done, James. Well done, me. Well done. I should say bonus points now are 5-4 to me. But, Dan, you can draw level. Wait a minute. Basil is walking away. And now Charlotte Lynch and Bailey getting in her face. Oh, my God. Basil calling her out. Look at Becky Lynch. She's ready for it. She's on the chair. She's like, I'd take anybody on. I'll ye, take- <laughs> ye, and ye. I will find you, and I will hurt you. My God. Oh, look, uh, Charlie Caruso. Well, I think Charlotte Flair has more right to be part of the real Four Horsewomen, seeing as though her dad was part of the Four Horsemen. So, Basler's just a, a rip-off. Well, we shall see as we move forward. Charlie Caruso giving us an update on the Brackology. On the brackets, we've only got two matches left. <clears throat> so, here we go. This is two matches to go until we get through to the quarterfinals of the May Young Classic. And don't forget... We are releasing the quarterfinals tomorrow on the WNR podcast. And then on Wednesday, we'll be releasing the semifinals and finals. A day after it's happened on the WWE Network. But our next match, it is Rhea Ripley going against Dakota Kai. Dan, let's do the tail of the tape. I know. You can do Rhea Ripley. All right. You start off with Dakota Kai then. Well, it was another instance when a relative newcomer to the business was paired with an established veteran. To make things even more interesting, this bout represents the rivalry between Australia and New Zealand. She's gone as Demi Bennett as well, Dan. And also Rhea Ripley. She's 5'8", 137 pounds. She was born October 11th, 1996, which, yes, it does make her just 20 years old. From Adelaide in Australia, she debuted June 29th, 2013. And, of course, the finish at a full Nelson slam. And she's a striker. Ah, I'm a striker, mate. This says she's 5'8", but on there it says 5'7". People argue whether she's 5'7". Or five foot eight. But she's coming out here and tell me about Dakota Kai. Well, she was born Cherie Crowley. She was born May the 6th, 1988, and that does make her 29 years old. She's from Auckland, New Zealand. She's also been known as Evie in the ring. Uh, foot six inches, 55 kilos, that is 121 pounds. Uh, she, was trained by, she was trained by Impact Pro Wrestling. And she made a debut in 2007. 
Uh, her finisher is the double stomp, and she is a striker in the ring. Well, we saw her in the last round beating. Oh, yeah, Kavita Devi, the uh, big Indian girl, who was dominant the match, and then I'd say a hell of a kick, and the uh, double foot stomp, and Rara Ripley didn't really have much competition in the last round because she easily defeated Miranda Salinas. So this is going to be more of a challenge. The young Rhea Ripley going to fight, go against uh, Dakota Kai here. Kai doesn't look like Bailey as much. Changed the attire and a nice handshake to begin with. I mean, Dan, favourite going into this one? Um, I'm going to go for Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I think Noel Foley look like Rhea Ripley. I think she's a bit more imposing. Like we say, got the height and um, weight advantages, but don't we can't count out Dakota Kai, even though she did take a lot of punishment in the first round. We'll see how this uh, this battle of uh, between Australia and New Zealand goes on. Ah, Strofe, mate, she's got him in the armour. Crikey, mate, she's got an arm off. Oh, but Dakota Kai, lovely nipping out 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 of it. Oh, and reverses the pressure onto Rhea Ripley. He then gets the Kai into a side headlock. She's much bigger at a two. Five foot eight. And now Kai managing to push off. And, oh, leapfrog there. Attempt dives under, but... Oh, lovely exchange between the two. Lovely arm drag takedown by Kai. Follows up with a second. Oh. Lovely drop kick there. Beautiful. Right on the money there. Now Ripley, a little bit stunned by Dakota Kai. Snapmare takedown and kick to the back. Lovely by Kai. And Kai running the ropes, being some momentum. Oh, oh, running kick there. Could this be it? One. Oh no! Only a one count there for one. Kai. One, and yeah, it shows the uh, power of Ripley there. Kai can't get it down. No, Ripley back up. Kai trying to take advantage of this Irish rip, but gets reversed by Ripley. Oh, but Kai holds on to the ropes. Ripley runs towards her and gets thrown to the outside, but she lands on her feet. That's beautiful. And Kylo, oh, comes running along with a kick. Got caught by Ripley. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. She had her up for uh, like on her shoulders and drops Kai face first onto the mat. This could be it. Well, Ripley, look, take advantage, getting a pin. One, two. Oh. But Kai managing to kick out. Uh-huh. As we said in the first round, you know, there's a lot of similarities between maybe Kai and Bailey in appearance, but Kai's shown she's tough, just as tough as Bailey. Bound to take that move, and now Ripley has got a beautiful cravat there. And now Ripley, the harder you fight that hold, the tighter it gets, and Kai's just trying to punch her way out of it. Oh! Well, a knee to the head and a nice cravat takedown there, and a kick to the back for Kai. And now Ripley, oh! Bouncing off the ropes, lovely double drop kick, but Kai managing to kick out. Ah, Kai kick out there. Ripley getting frustrated, thinking, well, how can that not put away Kai? You've got to give her her best moves here, you know? And Ripley's is the full Nelson slam, Kai's got to watch out for that. As Ripley just Irish whips Kai, and they see the momentum that he took out of Kai there. Ripley going to go for it again. Kai managing to dodge over. Oh, lovely pinning combination there, but... Ripley managing to kick out. Ah. Do you think all she's saying on commentary is why haven't they got their thong sticking out the back of their trousers? <laughs> I don't know. Ripley showing the full power and picking Kai up. She must have been about seven foot in the air. At least 20 foot. Exactly. Face first in the canvas, but only getting a two. Two. 
Kai with a nose pierced, not bringing out any luck at the moment. Not that nose piercings do bring you luck, but Ripley wants to put her down. I just, I don't know. I don't know. That is the most JR line I think you've ever I done. I know, yeah. Ripley now is got her looking for that full Nelson slam to finally put Kai away. She needs to get it locked in. Oh, but Kai managing to fight out and delivers a lovely kick to the head. Oh! Gets some separation between the two. Oh, that was a beautiful kick. They both got their nose pierced. Oh, yeah, Ripley has as well. But she might have a busted jaw after that kick. She's trying to recover. You would say Moore's been taken out of Kai. And I think Ripley's getting frustrated, thinking you're not allowed to strike me. Yes, what kind of wrestling match do you think this is? (laughs) Yeah, oh, both women blocking each other's kicks. Oh, and then ducking each other's kicks. Oh! And a lovely, like, heel kick to the face there from Kai. Oh, that was nice. Ducks under the clothesline and delivers a lovely drop kick. She's stunning Ripley there. She is. The stunning Ripley getting stunned. Going now to the bottom turnbuckle. Here comes Kai. Oh! Comes running in with a big (laughs) boot. I think she's knocked Ripley out. Uh, One, one, two. Oh! And Ripley there showing... That Australia's still in this fight here, managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Well, what a hell of an impact there by Kai if you see a replay. <laughs> oh. And now Kai's got Ripley up. Oh. Ripley for kick. Oh, a lovely suplex. Bridges out. Oh. oh. Kai managing to kick out. Ah. Once again. Again. And Ripley's getting more and more frustrated about not being able to put away Dakota Kai. And fair play to Kai. Showing her toughness in abundance. And those strikes that, you know, she has in her. Kai now struggling to get to the ropes. Ripley just looking towards the end here. Point, it's just a matter of time. Ripley picking up Dakota Kai. Dumping her on that top rope. Now what's going to happen? Oh, superplex attempt perhaps. Uh Uh-oh. Ripley going up to the top. Kai trying all she's got. Oh my word, Kai desperate, like he said, going to be sent all the way down. And Kai is fighting back. But so is Ripley. And now this is a drag-out brawl on the top rope. Oh, my God. Kai knocked Ripley down. She's like in a tree of woe. No. Oh! Double foot stomp. Drags her to the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Oh. And Dakota Kai advances to a match with uh, Kari Sane. Oh, and what a match that will be. We've seen the striking ability of both women. Back to this match. I don't think it ever went to the next level as we've seen in the last couple of them. I think it was a good match. Told again, a basic story. You know, Ripley in control, the majority of it. What I did enjoy was kind of Kai's offence. It's 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 nice looking, isn't it? You know, it's exciting. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's very crisp. Exactly. The, the, the kicks and the strikes and, of course, the double foot stomp to end things. Dan, what did you think of the match? Yeah, I thought it was good. It wasn't a special match, but, it, you know, it done exactly what it said on the tin. Um, both women look very impressive in the match. I do say I'd like to see both of them again. Uh, yeah, I think with uh, Dakota Kai, most definitely. I think Ray Ripley... I mean, she is still young, isn't she? So a little bit more training performance centre. But I think, yeah, definitely future for these ladies. I mean, and there's not that there's not been that many at least 32. I suppose we talk about at the end, but that I wouldn't mind seeing again. You know, we'll have to go through them all. But yeah. uh, oh, what a lovely show show of respect there as well, Ray Ripley. Uh, lovely hug to uh, Dakota Kai to end that match. 
And like you said, uh, Sane is waiting for uh, in the next round. Ripley saying to Kai, yeah, you did it. You did it. But we've got one more question to ask, Dan. We've got one more match of this cast. And, um, you know, I don't want to build it up, but it's probably the most important match in your life. Because Candice LeRae goes against Nicole Savoy. Will you be knocked out of the May Young Classic in the second round? Or can you advance to fight me and chance for one point and even three points in the quarterfinals? Well, My God. not only is it the main event of this episode, it is the main event of this whole round. <laughs> and they've done it because they know what has happened. And <laughs> she deserves to be in the main event. Well. And, uh but Candice LeRae, I mean, she came into this tournament with more name recognition than most of the other competitors. So Nicole Savoy was on a mission to show everyone why she shouldn't be overlooked. Yeah. She likes to use, utilize a variety of different suplexes and submissions to remind everyone she has an MMA background. But she is clearly more comfortable with the pro wrestling side of things than none other than your pick, Sean. Basler's the un- I'm not saying Basler's a finished project, but I'm just saying with the, the Ronda Rousey thing uh, and, and the way it works, that's why I backed her for, you know? Much like you with Candice LeRae. I mean, why did you back her for? Because she's married to Johnny Gagano. Uh, exactly. And we've seen Johnny Gagano in a crowd, you know, supporting his wife. But, and you could say LeRae's almost the underdog due to her small stature. 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 Stature in this match. Uh, and we'll do the tell of tape because Nicole Savoy... First off, she had to come through. Like, <laughs> what? Have you seen her birthday? What? Who? November the 3rd, 1985. Exactly the same day as me. Nicole Savoy. Nicole Savoy. <laughs> if I'd have known that going into this. Yeah, and a, fr- a woman joins the 311 club. But not only is it the 311 club, it's the 31185 club. It is, and, and very, very rare does that, very rare does that happen. So we're finding out more and more as we go along in this tournament. Anyway, let's let's go back down. Like I said, Nicole Savoy, she threw Reina Gonzalez in, you know, in the first round. And uh, Candice Ray's difficult pilot, but more about her. She's born, like you said, Dan, November 3rd, 1985, which makes her 31 years old. Years young. Years young, from Polsky County, Missouri. She lives in California, trained by, trained by Michael Modest, Richard Myers, Earl the Pearl and Oliver John. She dead fifth, two thousand and eleven, and I'll tell you about the. Um, right, Dan, your pick. Well, my pick, Candice Lorray. She was born September the twenty ninth, nineteen eighty five. So she's also thirty one years young. She's born. Well, she was born in Minneteb, Min- Winnipeg, ah, <laughs> Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, which is where I hear legends are born. <laughs> in uh, Orlando, Florida, she married Johnny Gagano. Right. In 2016, she's known as Candice LeRae, Sweet Candy, Candice LeRae, again, or Robin. Uh, she's 5 foot 2 inches, 110 pounds, and she is from uh, Anaheim, well, she's built from Anaheim, California, or Winnipeg, Manitoba, or even Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Well, inter- by Bill Anderson, Jesse Hernandez, and none other than my pick... For the 205 Live and the winner of the 205 Live, TJ Perkins. And she also made her debut in 2002. So she's been wrestling a long time. You say about Mr. LeRae, Miss LeRae's Wild Ride. Sorry, is this your pick? No, I'm just is, it, is, it, is, it, is it your pick? No, though? it's not. Well, shut your mouth. I need to give you information. Sh- 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 oh, oh, tension's high. I know you're, you're close to losing a point, aren't you? But yes. 
Miss LeRae's wild ride is her finisher, and she's a high flyer in the ring. But that's interesting. We won't see Miss LeRae's wild ride here tonight because even though Johnny Gagano's there for his wife, Nicole Savoy is going to shock the world here. Yeah. Actually, no, fuck it. I want Candice LeRae to win because then Shania Basler can embarrass you and I can embarrass you in the quarterfinals. That's what I want here. This is what she it means. Was, she, she is trained by a tournament winner whom I've backed to win <laughs> tournaments. Yeah, well... So tournament winners train tournament winners. Well, anyway, it, it doesn't... It's, let's see what happens. The last match of the second round, the last match on today. Sorry, the main event. Not the, the last <clears throat> match. The main event of the second round. The main event of the second round. The last match on this, today's podcast. I should say Nicole Savoy... Tiger Suplex is a finisher. Ring style hybrid. Dan, do you know what hybrid means? It means she's uh, a jack of all trades, but a master of none. But I do have major respect. Major respect. For Nicole Savoy, as she is part of the elusive 311-85 Exactly. Club. So, you know, at least she won't be too upset when she does beat Candice LeRae. And we see Rebecca Carr. Uh, Jess Carr. We see Jess Carr back here. And like you said, with um, her opponent, with Savoy beating Gonzalez and she's not going to be faced she's bigger of the they're going to shake hands to begin with no oh Savoy is means business Dan don't don't worry about it don't worry about it you can't win them all can you you know you can't win them all Savoy and Ray. here we go collar and elbow top to start us off here and working the arm oh lovely hip toss of course we already see my pick Shania Basler go through to the next round the winner has the, uh, the well opportunity to fight her the opportunity to beat her. <laughs> well, Savoy. Because no matter who wins here, you know who I'm back. I'm either back in my pick or the 311 <laughs> girl. So, Well, the 311 girl is in control of Leray at the moment. Irish whip to the corner. Oh, but Leray ducks out the way. Misses. Uh... Oh, hits Savoy. That might be it in the early going. No, only a one count. One. See, Savoy's tough. She took a lot of punishment in the last round. Like I said, it was Gonzalez. She's not going to worry about Candice LeRae. Oh, yeah, look. Savoy grabbing LeRae, bends her, in, folds her inside out. Inside out, folds her in half, Dan. Go on, Savoy. She's just absorbing all her oh, punishment to let her wear so, herself oh. out. I can tell you get nervous now because you've gone quiet. That's you get nervous, aren't you? Worried. Well, I'm watching the match intently. You're worried about it. Savoy up LeRae again. Oh, dropping her on her head. Oh, I tell you what, at this moment, Tyler Ray's conserving a lot of energy. She <laughs> the boy. Oh, they've got her back. So she's an experienced MMA fighter. And look at this. A very innovative submission hold there. Roll, roll, roll your boat. <laughs> That's right. And now Savoy turns around, goes for the cover. Oh. But Leray, she reverses it. Oh, and she's got a lovely now. Oh, no. Tap your bit. Well, I don't think Savoy can tap. LeRae's got both arms and she's finally freed. And now she can tap out. <laughs> oh, and LeRae rolls her up. Oh, no. There we go. Like you said, the MMA background, Savoy <laughs> trying to get the rear naked choke. But LeRae doing well to block it as she's also MMA trained. Uh, <laughs> the, knee, the knee, the elbow to the head. That'll stop anybody in submission. And Oh, oh a lovely jawbreaker there. In a code breaker fashion. What's, What's that, my love? And Savoy trying <laughs> to recover. Savoy trying to recover. Backed up into the corner. Oh, Lorraine comes running in. Savoy moves out of the way. 
Oh. Oh, but then she gets met with a big boot to the face. Uh-oh. Come, Come on, on Candice. Come on, Savoy. No, my oh, God. dragged off the second rope there and hits the back of her head on the top turnbuckle. Back there, and Johnny Gagano watching on can do nothing about the rage. She's going to get pinned. Oh. oh, no, she manages to kick out. Ah. Dan is still in this, but Savoy again. Beautiful. Double underhook rolls through. <laughs> Goes for another double, double underhook suplex. You're not finished with LeRae yet. Look at this. Armbar. Oh, locks in the cross arm breaker, but Candice LeRae again wise to submission moves and grasps her hands together so she can't get the full pressure on that arm. That's the thing. Has a thunderous knee to the head, follows up with a kick. If the hands were to break, then she would be in trouble. But she got out of it with a striking move. Now responds with the forearms. Oh, thunderous forearms. Come on, Springboard, oh. but gets caught. And she got her up, deathlift, German! Oh! Bridges out too. Oh, that's it! Oh, no! No, Lorraine <laughs> manages to kick out. I think oh. Jessica Carr does something wrong with her count there. No, I think she went down, you can't. <laughs> <clears throat> and Lorraine still in this, barely a Savoy now, looking to finish her off. No, but Lorraine's managing to stay in there by the skin of her teeth. Oh, she got rid of full Nelson. Oh, oh no! Lorraine rolls through, kick to the head. Come on, Candy Girl. Oh, the Ray's had a lot taken out of her. She can't respond quickly. That's the voice getting her bearings back. What are you gonna do now? Oh. Oh. Oh, head says and she's got a lovely stretch going on there. Yeah, but the power of Savoy managing to get her arm out. Oh, <laughs> she's she's playing frame. Nearly had her on a crucifix. But Savoy oh runs back first into the top turn buckle. Oh, Savoy stopped the Ray in her stride. Just a big right hand by Savoy. Irish whip. Oh, follows up with a big forearm. Dropping Lorraine to the mat. Come on, Candice. <laughs> Savoy. Well, she's been dominating the majority of this match. Put Savoy on the top rope. But again, for someone who's known as a high flyer, is that the best strategy? Oh, oh, she's going for a double underhook off the top. Oh, that's not going to be nice. Lorraine blocking it, but now she's in trouble. Plex off the top. Oh, no, Lorraine managing to fight out. Go on, gal. <laughs> Punch her. Clubbing blows to the back there by Lorraine. Oh, my word. And Savoy fighting her off. Well, both women in a very precarious position. Oh. Lorraine with a headbutt there. Well, that was vicious. And now both women positioned on the second Go rope. Go on. This is how Lorraine finished the first. Boom. Swinging net breaker off the top. One. Oh. Two, three, <laughs> boom! She's going to go and kill Shania Basler in the next fucking round. Well, Dan, yes. Candice LeRae gets the victory. You do get your point. The first of the May Young Classics, so we are level. As Candice LeRae goes over to Gagano. Her superstar husband. <laughs> and she was trained by the winner of the 205 Live competition. Look, I don't take... Don't get... Don't, Take this the wrong way. I mean, like Candice LeRae, fair play to her. And as she got the victory there, Savoy, I thought, looked very, very good in this one. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the match. I don't know what it was, but I felt we've had a lot better uh, in the second round. Um, to end it on this one, I don't know. I mean, maybe people are hoping people know Candice LeRae and his association with Johnny Gagano, but... There you have it. The way is through. Like you said, date with destiny. Shania Basler. Both our picks. One on one in the next round. So we are. The winner is guaranteed. Two points. Two points. So 
we should say <laughs> at the moment, Dan, bonus point-wise, it is five points each as we head into the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, what did you think of the match? Uh, again, you know, as you say, it wasn't the greatest match of the tournament, but I think it's just gone to show Lorraine's toughness. I mean, she took a lot, a lot of punishment in that match. Managed to finish it off with a lovely move from the top rope. Uh, yeah, you know, she. I think she's given as good as she's got. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. She seems. It seems like you know WWE obviously positioning, position, positioning in her. They're putting her in a position where it's like she is the kind of underdog. She is like the the women's equivalent of Johnny Gagano in a really weird way, you know, which is always always a good thing, especially going against Baslaw. I think she is the the underdog going into that one. I mean, you might say to me I'm wrong, but yes, like I say, that is. For us, it's the main event, isn't it? So that is it for this this show. Tomorrow, we'll bring you the quarterfinals of the May Young Classic, which includes Shania Basler, my pick, versus Dan's pick, Candice Ray. But just tell us the other three quarterfinal matches that we've uh, got. You've got Abby Leif going against uh, Mercedes Martinez. You've got Kari Sane going against Dakota Kai. You've got Piper Niven going against Tony Storm. So, interesting matchups, isn't it? I mean, what, uh, what's, what's up, my love? Uh, very interesting matchups. Out of the four that we've got, excluding obviously our one, what, what are the other three you're looking forward to the most? Um, I think Sane versus Kai is going to be a great match. Yeah. I think Storm versus Niven is going to be interesting as well because what we've seen from both women, you know? Yeah. That kind of style together. And even Abby Leif, I mean, Abby Leif has had two great matches going against uh, Mercedes Martinez, who's had a couple of good matches herself. Yeah. So, um, I'd like to say about great matches, I mean, that is something to look forward to. Before we go, we should just talk about the second round, we'll finish off the second round before we get too excited about the quarterfinals. We'll talk about this episode, so episode six. We started off with Lacey Evans versus Tony Storm. Dan, what did you give it? Lacey Evans versus Tony Storm. I gave that a three. It was a quick match and very basic. Yeah, I literally put three out of five and basic as well. Mia Yim versus uh, Shania Basler. Uh, I gave that a 3.5. It was just basically a UFC fight between the two. Uh, three and a half out of five. And I put UFC next to that as well. Dakota Kai versus Rhea Ripley. I gave that a 3.5 also. Uh, I gave that three out of five. I said basic. It was a very basic match again, but Kai's kicks and the offense were really, really cool. And Candice LeRae versus Savoy. Uh, I gave that a three out of five as well. I gave that two and a half out of five. I just, I've, I don't know what it was. I just didn't feel like it clicked like the other matches, you know. Uh, but like I say, that is it for second round. Out of the second round matches, what is your favourite match of the second round? Oh, most definitely uh, Kari Sane against Bianca Belair. I would completely agree with you. I got my highest rating of the tournament so far. And uh, this is the question. Will we see any of that be beaten in the quarterfinals? Can they take it the next step up? It's what we are. We'll answer it tomorrow on the May Young Classic quarterfinals on the WNR podcast. It's going to be a hell of a show, Dan, isn't it? You know, It is indeed, yes. So to uh, let us know what you think of the May Young Classic, how you're watching it, what your thoughts are, contact us on Twitter. We're on Twitter, at WWE Network Review, or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Roland. We've also got a friend. We have got a friend. He's been a bit quiet as of late. He's uh, He's been choking himself, but he is at Mini Chris Benoit. Yeah, well, MCB did to send me a DM the other day. 
and said that he's got a lot of pictures lined up for release soon. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, also on Facebook, aren't we? Facebook, yes. You can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review Podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Across all the Google platforms, Google Plus, WWE Network Review, send us an email at WNRpodcast at gmail.com. And also YouTube, where we've got latest clips going up there. Podcasts go up at the same time as there are other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Spreaker Radio, where we've got the live show, Stitcher Radio. iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. We'll be back tomorrow or maybe today, depending on release, later today, (laughs) for the quarterfinals. Uh, I have been James Rollins and as always I was joined by... Damn right. Thanks for listening everybody and bye. Bye.